Welcome to another episode of the Reason to Behold podcast with Tolly Talks and Arnold Reasons. Welcome, everybody. And we went through some fire to actually get into this actual recording, so we are believing that this is going to be a very good conversation. Hey, Amen. I'm still going through the fire right now, bro. It is <laughs> bugging out. <laughs> <laughs> Technology, love it, love it, love it until it doesn't work. Honestly, honestly. So, today, I thought it'd be good to do a little, let's chop it up. Okay, let's go. The funny thing is, the verses that I had originally been thinking of, Hmm. we hopefully will get to, but (laughs) my attention has been drawn to some of the verses before. (laughs) Okay. So, Matthew chapter 16. Okay. From verse 5. And yeah, I'll just read. Mm-hmm. So it says, When the disciples reached the other side, they had forgotten to bring any bread. Hmm. Jesus said to them, Watch and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Mm-hmm. And they began discussing it among themselves, saying, We brought no bread. But Jesus, aware of this, said, O you of little faith, why are you discussing among yourselves the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive? Do you not remember the five loaves for the five thousand? And how many baskets you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the four thousand? And how many baskets you gathered? How is it that you fail to understand that I did not speak about bread? Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread but of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees now it's very funny because (laughs) the section that I had in mind is the verses that come after this but I thought just as we read that there's probably some really interesting things to talk through on that man What are you thinking about it? I think one of the first things that jumped at me was the contrast between what they were talking about and focusing on Hmm. versus what he was speaking about and focusing on. Hmm. And just how, like, he's having to remind them about how much in times before they've witnessed him be a hand of provision in abundance Mm. when it Mm. came to the things that they were concerned about Mm. and and despite that they're in a situation where they've almost it's like I I almost imagine them going back to a situation where they realised that they did not have sufficient of what they thought they needed in that time because obviously the the feeding of the 5000 plus Mm. it's like we got what five fishes and five loaves. Five fish was it five fish and two five loaves and, and two loaves? fish. Yeah. Like and so if you know how big the the demand is hmm. and you can see how small the supply is, it's very easy to focus on Oh, we've forgotten. We don't have enough bread. Hmm. We don't have bread. Hmm. Hmm. Right? But they've obviously walked through first hand experiences with the Saviour where they've been there before right they've been there in situations where 
according to the natural mm. the demand work. way outweighs the supply but what he proved time and time again is that mm. i'm the supplier mm. and so there isn't a demand that is ever going to exceed what i'm capable of supplying mm. and so being in that situation where they're talking about how they've forgotten to bring bread and how they're now discussing it that's becoming their conversation like and isn't it funny how the more you talk about something the more the anxieties and stuff like that can start to flare up and i know this firsthand from real life right mm. when you know you're in a situation where it seems like you are you're lacking you don't have mm. enough right mm. when that now becomes a thing that you're constantly talking about anxiety goes up mm. fear goes up mm. and and in those moments i think similar to the disciples we so easily forget we mm. forget about the times that he's proven himself before in our lives mm. and i think that was one of the first things that jumped out for me because mm. i feel like it said they in my vision says at this they began to argue with each other so you know they were blaming one another yeah right like they're saying you didn't do this you didn't do this and da 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 it's like she's just like I'm not even trying to blame any of you. I'm not even saying like, and to be honest, I don't know how he got how they got to that because <laughs> he didn't say anything about eating. Because you know Jesus could be quite cryptic, but like this one, like okay, I don't know what he exactly meant, but I didn't think it meant anything to do with actual bread. You know, so I don't even understand how they how they got there what were they thinking about it how they missed it so much but even look at that even mm. in saying that right mm. if their meditation and their focus mm. was purely just thinking about their lack of bread their lack of bread mm. it affected how they they heard it what he yeah. said mm. right yeah and how they heard and that's really interesting because like i wonder how many situations we've been in first hand where because we're focusing on the wrong things we misinterpret or misunderstand what it is that he is saying in that time or even what, what it is that he's provided what verse did you start with five because in mine it says later after they crossed over to the other side of the lake the disciples discovered they had forgotten to bring any bread yeah and I've never seen it like that before. I thought that it was after Jesus said, watch out for the yeast, that they were like, we didn't bring any bread. But no, they'd no. already discovered it. Yeah. So they were focusing. Before so in that moment, anything. huh? Before he'd said anything. Before he'd said anything. So they're thinking, oh, we didn't bring bread. Oh, no, he's going to find out. He's gonna, we're going to be in trouble. No, 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 no. And then he says the thing about the bread and they're like, oh, no, it's because we didn't bring it's bread. <laughs> They're like, he knows, he knows we didn't bring bread. He knows we, we, we've been found out. And, and, and maybe that's why they were like, hypersensitive. <laughs> like, maybe that explains it. Wow. And, and I think that is, you know, sometimes if you think about it, when we've done something we know is wrong or we, we haven't done the things we know we were meant to have done, mm. are we a bit hypersensitive to then what people or what God is saying to us in terms of anything even remotely related to that thing mm. because they were all over the place mm, mm. 
you know it's so fascinating but, and especially because like you said it was something that they'd seen miracles in twice mm. twice now like you've had that and both times there were leftovers yeah. And I guess it's that thing of even though you've seen miracles, are you still relying on what you remembered or forgot to do? Come on. But Jesus aware of this said, Oh you of little faith, why are you discussing among yourselves the fact that you have no bread? Hmm. Do you not yet perceive? Do you not hmm. remember hmm. the five loaves for the five thousand and how many baskets you gathered? Like it's that contrast between faith and fear, right? Hmm. Because the only reason I can imagine them having this discussion, heated discussion, bugging out over the fact that, by the way, the Savior acknowledged that it was a fact. Hmm. <laughs> <Right>? hmm. <laughs> hmm. But like being so focused on the fact that they have forgotten the bread. Hmm. Like it's, it's just so... in reading and in thinking about it i really see where we sometimes get it wrong Hmm. because if i really and genuinely do believe that i am the child of the one who owns all that exists in the Hmm. universe Hmm. right and i forgot to take my lunch to school Hmm. like do i start bugging out at the fact that I left my lunchbox at home mm. and now I'm like I'm going to starve to death I don't know what's mm. going to happen do you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. because if I like if I'm that confident about whose child I am bro I better be confident that if I forgot my lunchbox there's, there's people here that know who he is mm. Mm. and there are ways that even mm. if nobody here knows who he is if I make one phone call mm. <laughs> mm. So many old school grime lyrics just came into my head. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm not going to run down that path. But um, if I make one phone call, mm. then he's going to supply in abundance, right? Mm. It's mm. like if I believe I've got an unlimited bank account and I forget to take my lunchbox, I can go to my Deliveroo app. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? And I know that mm-hmm. there's going to be supplied. I'm not going to be lacking mm-hmm. even if I have forgotten. I'm not going to focus on what I've forgotten. Mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on thinking forward about forward. how mm-hmm. I have the right and the relationship mm-hmm. to attend to what is my need. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, right, is that sometimes you don't know what God already has in that place. So I'm mm-hmm. just thinking back to so many times where um, some of the churches that I've been at in the past, you have to set up every time you get there, you know, mm. and there's very often something missing that you needed. And I can't even yeah. tell you how many times I didn't even know I needed that thing. And yeah, somehow, yeah. some way, it still worked out and everything still sounds fine, you know, yeah. and there's no way I could have predicted it that way, <laughs> you know. And like, it's interesting what you said about, you know, there'll be someone there that knows him. But the thing is, is that there doesn't even need to be someone there that knows him for someone to still come through because sometimes bro, the heathen will come through for you in ways that they don't even know what they're doing, you know? And it's like, God can literally do anything through anybody that he wishes to think with a, one of the Eli Eli's, it was a Raven. God said, I've commanded a Raven to feed you. It wasn't even a human. It was a Raven. 
or the ravens you know so there are so many ways that these things can go down and i i honestly feel like when we forget something or when we feel like we're unprepared for something it should almost be like an exciting thing of okay god how how is god going to do it like how is this going to come through because i i forgot i messed up so okay god like what are we going to do how are you going to show out on what's happening right now And isn't that actually, that's actually even a point in itself, how even where we do mess up, like even where we are responsible for, for, for whatever the reason is behind why we don't have what we're supposed to have in that situation. Yeah. Like right now, my wife does not have her key and she's at the front door. So <laughs> she went for a walk. <laughs> Give me one second. And we're keeping that one in the episode, by the way. Go tag on Instagram. <laughs> I am back. Mm-hmm. Continue. When we forgotten the things that we were meant to have. Oh uh, yeah, how gracious he is. Amen. And still supplying. Um, and then another thought that came to my mind as I was looking at it again is why did he say what he said? Like hmm. moving on from what they were focused on why is it, it just seems a bit random like especially because we haven't read the verses before for context right but it seems a bit they've just reached the other side oh my gosh and he says watch and beware of the leaven of the pharisees and the sadducees did you see what was before to read back i did start to pre-up but i didn't go into it before i started asking the questions so it says one day so the title is leaders demand a miraculous sign One day the Pharisees and Sadducees came to test Jesus, demanding that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. He replied, you know the saying, red sky at night means fair weather tomorrow. Red sky in the morning means foul weather all day. You know how to interpret the weather signs in the sky, but you don't know how to interpret the signs of the times. Only an evil, adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. But only the, the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. Then Jesus left them and went away. Mm, mm, mm. Now it makes sense. Mm. And the verse in the verses we read before, verse 12 tells us, then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of the bread, mm. but of the teaching of the Pharisees mm. and the Sadducees. So even in that, I'm thinking, what was there something in what happened in that encounter that you just you just read through? Yeah, that was telling of some of their teachings that he was telling them to be aware of. Do you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's the bit where it says, "One day the Pharisees and Sadducees came to test Jesus." That's like the first bit because you know they're always trying to catch him out demanding that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority and you know it says about how jesus went about teaching and preaching and the people were like oh this is a man who speaks as one with authority Authority. yeah right and it sounds like that's what they were trying to to test him for to see like where is this authority like coming from you know can you do the miracles um to back up this thing these things that you're saying even though he'd been doing miracles all over the place. So like, what what more do they actually want? Mm. 
but even at the end of that, he still gave them a sign, is what I found funny. <laughs> <laughs> they still got the sign. So, what do you think is the result of the deceptive teaching? Because why call it yeast? What is yeast? Do you know? Yeast is the agent that you put in when you're the the when you're making bread, and it's mm. one place that I know it from. Mm. And it doesn't take a lot of it, but it's what causes the dough to rise. But like, so I know that isn't that a good concept. thing? I, I like what? dough that rises. No, we're going to draw this out. Let's exposit <laughs> the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, in principle, yes, but it can be a bad thing as well because I think that's mm. what he's highlighting, isn't it? Is that the within their teachings? Mm. Let me just quote it. He said, "Beware of, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees mm. and Sadducees." And then it speaks about later on that he wasn't saying, "Beware of the leaven of bread," but of the teaching. So he's calling their teaching leaven. Mm. He's likening leaven. their teaching to leaven. And so, it can be a good thing when it's done well. Case in point is how twelve disciples, obviously one of them, you know went the other way and then was replaced and stuff but a small number of people the scripture speaks about how these were the ones that turned the world upside down hmm. right and the kingdom is spoken about in other verses as I think there's a verse that actually speaks about it using the principle of leaven again as well the thing that spoke about it. give me a second let me find it so I'm looking because the, the first that I remember about leaven or yeast is in the Old Testament where they um, where they have the feast of unleavened bread yeah and looking looking up online it says the fact that it was unleavened symbolized that they were not taking with them any of the contaminating influence of Egypt which represented the culture of the world only the pure bread of life Scripturally, bread has always represented the word of God. So eating bread that was not leavened is a type of eating the pure word of God, unadulterated by the philosophies and doctrines of man. Hmm. I found the verses I was looking for as well. So it's Matthew 13. Matthew 13 from verse 33 he told them another parable the kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour Hmm. till it was all leavened so back to your question in principle it can be a good thing Hmm. but the example that he was speaking of with the Pharisees and Sadducees and their teaching more specifically was quite the opposite because Hmm. understanding how yeast leaven works in the process of baking and how it doesn't take much but the little that you put in can have a very big effect on what it has contaminated or what it has been added to Hmm. i.e. making the small dough become way bigger he's speaking about how their teachings Hmm. can have that same effect 
Mm. And obviously, if he's saying it as a warning, mm. he's not saying it's having a positive a good, or a good no, effect. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because so yeast is a fungus, point. right? It's a fungus. It's a fermentation. Mm. So it's usually like fermentations. When, once something gets fermented, bro, it can make you drunk. So. <laughs> <laughs> Because you normally, you don't normally like eat fermented things like all the time, like wine, yeah. you know, like, yes, you can partake in the wine, but if you have too much of it, it can, uh, yeah, well, you know, what is it said? A glass is good for the belly, not, uh, <laughs> not too many glasses. Um, for your ailments. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it will cause you some ailments, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think fermented things, like you, you, you're mindful of them and you consume them in appropriate doses and um, yeah. because of the effect that they can have on you and that's where i think like if you put too much yeast in bread i don't know what happens Ooh. what it is landing just the chapter before oh gosh towards the end is when he fed the four thousand four thousand come on So imagine that it's not even like you're having to cast your mind back a long, long, long time ago. No. Just going back to what we were talking about before. I know we jumped about, but. Bro, do you know what's earlier in that chapter? <laughs> uh, a slightly deceptive teaching from the Pharisees. <laughs> <laughs> so it's um, Jesus teaches about inner purity and some pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrived from jerusalem to see jesus they asked him why do your disciples disobey our age-old tradition mm -hmm. for they ignore our tradition of ceremonial hand washing before they eat jesus replied and why do you by your traditions violate the direct commandments of god for instance god says honor your father and mother and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death but you say it is all right for people to say to their parents, sorry, I can't help you, for I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. In this way, you say they don't need to honor their parents' deceptive teaching. And so you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own tradition. You hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. False deceptive teaching this episode could end up quadrupling in length <laughs> <laughs> so long as none of us fall asleep yeah. <laughs> but <sighs> I wonder how many traditions that we esteem mm. today in 2023 mm. that we enforce encourage and and pursue mm. I wonder how many of those he would say similar things to mm. that is a sobering thought Because I don't know 
and I'm not even trying to now infiltrate all of my views on this podcast episode. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> where, 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 are, where art thou going, brother? <laughs> but no, but what I will say, because I think it's a fair point, is like, I don't know how much, and again, maybe that's something to discuss. Like, I don't know how much, I don't know how much I've heard, at least in recent years, conversation around this kind of talk hmm. Hmm. and even that separation between the traditions of men hmm. and his way i so many times carl and i will be like on a road trip and we'll be talking about some of these things like there's this concept that we have in certain settings that this is happening and we're like where does that come from like because in some ways it makes sense, right? But like, yeah. is that actually a thing in the Bible? Like, where did where did that come from? Yeah. You know? So we, we try and actually talk about these things quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know, actually. And I've heard a few, a few sermons where people are like, there are some things that we need to reassess that we do mm. in church. <laughs> They're like, where, <laughs> where does this come from? Um. Mm. Because it's really interesting. There's this one one preacher I listen to, and they've got basically two buildings um, that they can operate their church from. They've got like a kids building, and then they've got like this massive auditorium. And he's like, "We're going back to the kids building because that's where they started." He's like, "We are rebuilding the walls. We're going back," and they've gone back yeah. into their smaller building to focus on yeah. what is the important thing. Yeah, and it's just yeah. been so interesting to watch. It's a lot to think about. It is. It is. And I think to even think about just I think the practical reality of what happened in this conversation and in these conversations, in these examples we see where time and time again he's confronting those who are the leading religious leaders in their time. Mm. Mm. Like, and often, t- I, don't, I, don't, I haven't gone to count even how many times, but I think it wouldn't surprise me if many of those times were not even where he's just launched on them randomly, but they mm. actually tried to come for him. Come for him. He's like, okay. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like he's, He's, he's doing that. He's confronting that. He's mm. demonstrating, not just in what he's saying, but in how he's living and leading us to live, mm. that we're not supposed to just blindly go along with mm. the rhythm and mm. waves Mm-mm. just because, no. right? And I think it comes back to that thing about the Bereans who they searched the scriptures to see if what they were told was true. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that stays with me about that 
those verses about the Bereans is that it speaks about how they gladly receive the word hmm. and search the scriptures to see if those things hmm. are so or not. That's so, that's so interesting because I think sometimes we can see that as a, a suspicious way of approaching mm. everything, you yeah, know, but yeah. it's not actually, it's like they gladly receive the word yeah, and they search the scriptures to see. So you can actually do both. Absolutely. Hmm. I love that. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Reason to Behold podcast. And um, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Hit us up at info, info at reason to behold.com or hit us up on Instagram. Or yeah, we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.